The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Dear Media IRL is back, and we're showing up bigger, better, and louder than ever. Join us on May 4th in Austin, Texas, for the ultimate live podcasting experience. Watch and learn from your favorite Dear Media hosts as they bring their insightful discussions from your headphones to the stage. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and watch audio get a makeover. Tickets are on sale now at dearmedia.com slash IRL. See you on May 4th in Austin. In Texas. Hello, welcome to or welcome back to Trinity Care. If you're new here, hello, my name is Ashley. I post an episode every single Monday where I just talk about whatever's on my mind, whether it be what I'm struggling with, what I'm thinking about, what I'm currently doing, or just a topic that I think is interesting. If you're listening to this in real time, it's February and this whole month I've been talking about love. So I wanted to end the month with an advice session revolving around that same topic. I used to do advice sessions at the end of every month, but I've just decided I'm going to sprinkle them in here and there whenever I'm feeling like it. I also just want to preface this episode with saying that just because I'm giving you advice doesn't mean that I have all the answers or what I think is right or I've got it all figured out. I'm human and I'm also trying to do my best and just give you the best advice that I can. So do with this episode what you will. I hope it helps you in some way and if you ever want to submit a question or you want me to talk about a certain topic, make sure to fill out a form. The Google form is linked in the show notes. You could also DM me on Instagram, whatever you feel called to do. But yeah, with all that being said, let's get into today's advice session. Okay, so the first question is, should I go back to a guy who just left me out of nowhere and is now begging for me back? I think it definitely depends on the situation. Like, did he communicate at all that he was going to leave or was there any sort of explanation that he might that you might be overlooking that he gave you before he left because sometimes in relationships or even friendships someone will vocalize over and over what they need or what needs to stop in order for that connection to continue and it's dismissed time and time again until that person decides to leave and then the other person's like why did you leave like you you just left me out of nowhere when in reality it wasn't out of nowhere they were giving you signs that they were unhappy and that things had to change or else they were going to leave and nothing changed so they left. For example, women will say to their boyfriends, if you don't stop talking to girls behind my back, I'm going to leave. And they have to keep reiterating that but the guy continues to talk to other girls and the girl gets fed up and leaves and then the guy's like, oh my god, I was blindsided. How could you just leave me without saying anything? When there were signs and direct communication but he just decided to disregard everything but let's say like that's not the case for you and this guy just left with no explanation no signs nothing I think if this guy who left you is coming back around and begging for you he needs to be giving you a valid reason for why he left or explaining why he did what he did how he was feeling what he was going through he can't just be like I'm sorry I messed up that's not good enough I think if you want to be with him He needs to put in the work to prove to you that he deserves you. It's also easy for me to say, don't go back to him. He doesn't deserve you. You deserve better. But I've also been through the same situation. 
the guy that I dated before my current boyfriend basically ghosted me after living together for like a year one day he just woke up and was like you know what? I'm gonna block her ass and just didn't talk to me for like two months and then once he finally unblocked me and started talking to me again I bit the bait and just allowed him back into my life and not only allowed him back into my life but I allowed him back into my life with no consequences but I will tell you that doing that was so stupid on my end because no one who loves you is going to ghost you. They're not going to leave you with no explanation. If someone can do that to you, they don't respect you. And that's not going to change. So because he didn't respect me, he left me again. But the second time that he did it, it hurt even more because I went back into that relationship expecting a different outcome. With that being said, it'd be hypocritical of me to tell you to not go back to him and say that you'd be stupid to do it. But what I will say is I do think if he was able to disrespect you once, he's going to do it again. If he could leave you without considering your feelings, he's going to do it again, especially if he's learning that he's able to leave you and come back with no consequences. If he thinks that he could hurt you and get away with it, in his mind, he might think, what's stopping me from doing that again? If she's going to allow me to break up with her to see other women and mess around and then all I have to do is say I'm sorry and give her a little attention and she's going to take me back, why not continue doing that? It's like I've said before in other episodes, you don't deserve to be treated badly, but you can teach people how to treat you. The more that you allow disrespect, the more you're going to be disrespected. But if you put your foot down and say, no, I deserve more than this and I'm not going to allow you or anyone to treat me this way, it sets a precedent of how you expect to be treated. It teaches people around you, if you're not going to do this for me or make me feel a certain way, you don't even get a sliver of my time or energy. Being in my life is a privilege that you need to earn. I understand that people mess up and it's important to give people grace. Everyone's going through something and I wouldn't love someone holding my mistakes over my head. But in this situation, you need to think, why did he leave? Did he leave because he wanted to explore other options? Did he leave with bad intentions? Before you even think about getting back with him, just consider these things. I think the safest bet is to not go right back into it and to not allow him access right away. He needs to earn it and he might be begging for you, but actions speak louder than words. In my opinion, he needs to prove to you that he's deserving of you and your love and he's deserving of your forgiveness. Okay, the next question is, I'm going through a breakup and I feel like he got tired of my struggles and I was too depressive for him. He helped me a lot more than I was expecting, but I can't help thinking that I was too much and he got tired because I wasn't more happy all the time. What's scaring me as well is that I'm feeling myself closing like in future relationships. I'm not going to want to talk about the bad things with fear. It will scare him off as well. Somebody told me that guys don't like complicated things and that's why they get tired and cheat and I can't stop thinking about it. I first want to say I'm so sorry that you're going through a breakup and I'm so sorry that this person made you feel as if you were too much for them or that you're not positive enough for them. I have definitely been in your situation, not only in relationships, but in friendships where I felt like my emotions and my struggles were too much and my presence alone was almost a burden because I couldn't be happy. I couldn't be this positive, bubbly person all the time. And I always found myself apologizing for what I was going through and how I felt. But 
what I learned from my current relationship and the good friends that I do have now is you're never going to be too much for the right person or right people. I know that being negative can turn people away, especially if you're just being negative, like in general and negative about everything. You're talking shit about people. You're pointing out things that are annoying. You're being rude. But struggling with your mental health is a lot different. When I'm in a bad mood and I find myself pointing out the most minor things that are bothering me, I can turn my mood around with gratitude and I can mask how I'm feeling. But when I'm struggling with my mental health and I'm fighting for my life, me saying, I love myself, I'm so grateful to be alive, today's going to be a great day, that isn't necessarily going to make me feel better. It's not going to make everything I was struggling with go away. When I'm struggling with my mental health and I'm with my friends, I can do my best to fake a smile and go with the flow. But if I'm really struggling, it's going to come out and I shouldn't have to hide those parts of me to make others feel more comfortable. Your significant other or your friends should be there for you when you are at your lowest. They shouldn't make you feel as if what you're dealing with is a problem and an inconvenience for them. I see what that person was saying about how guys don't like complicated things and that's why they get tired and why they cheat, but I don't think it's exclusive to men. I think it's anyone who isn't looking for real love or real connection. People who want to turn away from complicated things or want to leave someone when things get hard are only looking for a good time. They're looking for something easy because when you love someone, it goes so much deeper than being in the honeymoon phase or having chemistry or having a good time when you're in love like love love and you're looking for a life partner or you're looking for a friend for life there's going to be ups and downs because that's how life is everyone's struggling with something it's not realistic to expect life to be amazing all the time with my ex whenever we would fight or I was having a bad day and I was struggling I knew that we were going to break up like if I voiced any concern or struggle of mine it would start an argument or he would think oh my god you're being so depressive I can't take this let's break up and I kind of was conditioned into believing anytime there is a complication or an argument or I was struggling now in my current relationship that meant we were going to break up but my boyfriend and I now have been together for six years and when we fight I know now that It just means it's a fight. It doesn't mean we're going to break up over it. It's just something that we need to work through because we want to be together in the end. Someone who wants to be with you and stick with you is going to stick with you even when things blow up. I say this in the most loving way. I really don't want you to be offended by this or feel as if I'm invalidating how you feel or validating how he treated you because it wasn't right for him to make you feel like your feelings were wrong or that you were being too much. But maybe you should take time to move towards healing yourself and loving yourself. I say this because I am someone who struggled a lot in my childhood and my adolescence and I almost formed this identity of just being a broken, depressed person. I have always been so afraid that that's just who I am at my core and going into every relationship, that's all my partner would see in me. I thought... That was all I brought to the table. And because of that, I was going to be hard to love. And I kind of had the same mindset as you of thinking I'm going to scare people away by just being myself and being open with what I'm struggling with. But through spending time alone and exploring different parts of me and 
learning about me, whether it be what I like to do or what I'm interested in or being okay with my big emotions. I've learned that there's so much more than the cards I've been dealt and I have so much more to offer and I can now see myself as a whole person with so many amazing qualities and not just a person who's gone through a bunch of shit. I don't look at myself as a broken person because of what I've gone through. I actually look at myself as someone who's so incredibly strong and brave because of what I've gone through. I learned that I can be hurting, but I can still be beautiful and still be loved. And I can love myself even with the pain I'm feeling. And if I can love myself on my bad days, someone else can too. But if you can't see the good in you and you can't love you through the hard times, of course you're going to think that no one else will either. Do you see what I'm saying? I hope I worded that in a right, in the right way, in like a tough love way. I just want you to love yourself and know you're worthy of love and know that your value doesn't come from someone else. How to get over remembering that my boyfriend still finds other girls attractive even though he has a girlfriend. It's normal to find others attractive, but how do I not let that get to my head? I'm happy that you said that it's normal to find others attractive because I don't think it's realistic to expect your partner to only find you attractive in a world of hot ass people. Like if you were to be shown a bunch of attractive people, I think it's safe to say that you would acknowledge that they're good looking. But it doesn't mean that you would want to act on it. It doesn't mean that you would want to date them. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean anything other than you appreciating that they're pretty. There is a big difference in finding someone attractive and then pursuing someone because they're attractive. Your partner should only have eyes for you, and I don't mean that in the way that they shouldn't be looking at other people who are attractive. I mean that as in they're not looking for another partner. They're not looking for someone else to have sex with. They're not looking for the things that they found in you. But if they walk past a pretty girl, I think it's natural for them to acknowledge that they're pretty. And I'm not saying to act on it. I'm not saying that... They should compliment her or try to get their number or flirt with them. But it's not the end of the world if they pass by a girl and in the back of their mind, they're like, oh, she's pretty. And also, you have no idea if they're they're thinking that. So it's like you have no idea whether they think they're attractive or not. For all you know, you might pass by a pretty girl and not think twice about it, not even care. I don't think you should be upset about them taking notice that someone's attractive, But I do think it's fair for you to be upset if they're going out of their way to seek out someone who's attractive. If they're following a bunch of Instagram models or following a bunch of girls they went to high school with or they're making inappropriate comments towards girls or even talking to you about women. The fact that he might think girls are attractive isn't what's disrespectful. His actions towards those women are what can be disrespectful. Him acting as if he's single while he's with you is disrespectful. I think that's what you should keep in mind so you don't get so upset or start overthinking a situation when he's around an attractive girl or he's watching a show that has an attractive actress. Trust is really important and that's what should matter. But if you don't trust him and you do think he's being snaky or you're seeing him do things that are disrespectful, that's when it's valid for you to be upset and bring that to his attention. How should I act if my ex is a better boyfriend to his new girl? Before I really get into this, I want you to think about the fact that how far along you are in a relationship plays a huge role in how someone treats you. I'm going to bet when you first started dating your ex, he was really good to you. So if you're comparing the end of that relationship 
to where they're at now in their current relationship that just started of course it's going to look different and of course you're gonna think oh wow he's treating her so much better than me when you don't know how he's gonna treat her in a couple months but that aside I know that it hurts to see your ex treating someone well when they've treated you badly and it's hard to think logically when you're hurting but the reality is he just didn't want to treat you right when you two were together he didn't want what you had and where he is now for whatever reason I don't know what changed he wants to treat this person right it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you it doesn't mean you did anything wrong that's just what he wants and you have no control over that it's kind of like that discussion that guys marry when they're ready and not because it's the right person it's all about timing it's all about what they want and not necessarily what's right so if a year ago he wasn't ready for a girlfriend or ready to fully commit to you, of course he's not going to. But maybe a year later after you guys break up, he's like, you know what? Now's the time. Time to settle down and be a good person. It doesn't mean that he respects that person more or loves that person more. It's just now he's ready for what you wanted a year ago. Also, I know this is going to be shitty to hear, but sometimes guys need to be taught how to treat someone. It hurts to hear this, obviously, because they learned at your expense. Like, you had to be treated like shit for them to learn how to treat someone right. But if it wasn't for your relationship, he probably wouldn't be treating the new girl better. With my ex, I wanted him so badly to be proud of me and post me online and go on dates with me. And I just didn't want to be a secret. But it just seemed like no matter how much I begged or explained how I felt, he just didn't care. But when he got into his next relationship... He was going out all the time with her and going on dates and doing the things that I wanted. And it hurt, obviously, to see. But now I look at that and I think maybe, just maybe, I you know, I really shouldn't give him all this credit, but maybe he took my concerns and my comments into consideration and treated that girl better because of how he treated me. It's never going to feel good regardless of why he's treating her better than he treated you. But I think the best thing that you can do is just ignore it like out of sight out of mind block him mute him don't hang out with his friends don't hang out where you know he's gonna be don't talk to him don't ask about him don't pay attention to their relationship I know this is gonna hurt to hear and I know I'm gonna sound like a bitch but you guys didn't work out for a reason he doesn't want to be with you and he wants to be with his new girlfriend so it's time to move on and let go of that chapter of your life and let go of him because he has let go of you I think if you are going to look at him and his new relationship, instead of looking at it and comparing it to what you had and being upset over it, look at it as a learning lesson. Look at what you did have with him and what you didn't have with him and how he treated you and think how you want people moving forward to treat you. What won't you tolerate? What aren't you looking for in a partner? Moving forward, only accept people treating you the way that you deserve. How to be happy alone when all your friends have relationships. I feel like this question can go two ways. Like you're either asking in the sense of being alone because your friends are busy and you don't know what to do with your time because you miss your friends or you're feeling alone because you're looking at them and comparing the fact that they're in relationships and you're not. I want to say it's so valid to feel alone and kind of left behind when your friends get into relationships, especially when you have friends who kind of go ghost when they get into a relationship and you stop hearing from them, you stop seeing them because of their time being occupied by the new relationship. 
But I do think it's important to learn how to be comfortable with being alone. Like you shouldn't rely on your friends to keep you company if they're busy with their partners. You should be okay being on your own and you should still enjoy your time and continue on with whatever you want to do without them. I am very independent in my relationship, especially because we're on two very different schedules with work. So I do spend a lot of my time alone. But there's times where I want to hang out with my friends and I'll text them and be like, do you want to go thrifting? And they can't. But I still go ahead and go thrifting by myself because I don't want to miss out on that experience just because I have no one to go with. I would rather go and do what I want by myself than not go at all. I understand that it might be more fun to go with your friends, but if they're busy, you should still feel okay hanging out with yourself. And if you're not okay with being on your own yet, maybe spend time working up that comfortability. Maybe spend time doing a self-care night or take yourself to get coffee or drive around in your car or go to the park and read. Just little things by yourself to build that connection with you so when you are alone, you don't feel alone. But on the other side of this question, if you're looking at them being in these relationships and you're feeling alone because you're not in one, ask yourself, do you even want to be in a relationship? Like, are you okay being by yourself or do you want to be in a relationship? Would you want to be in one if they were single? Do you only feel like you need to be in a relationship because your friends are in one or are you okay with being alone? Relationships aren't for everyone. Some people like being alone. Some people like being independent and you shouldn't feel forced to be in one just because the people in your life are in one. I think if your friends are busy with their significant others and you don't want to spend time alone, there's ways to make other friends. You can make friends online like TikTok. There's BFF Bumble. I know fun on weekdays brings a lot of girls together. There's always ways to meet new people. Just because you've had these friends forever doesn't mean that you need to close yourself off. If they're busy and they can't give you their time, other people will. When someone rejects me or ghosts me, how can I make myself not want them more? I have always been someone who wants what they can't have. I'm a very confident person and I've always had the belief that if I work hard enough, I can attract whatever I want. So whenever there is something that seems a little harder to get or I don't get right away, it makes me want it even more. It makes me want to work even harder to have it. And I think that's a big part of why I stayed in terrible relationships in the past. Sometimes I think I stayed in those relationships not because I necessarily loved them so much or I needed them so much, but because I was fueled by the fact they didn't love me so much and they didn't need me so much. It was like part of me wanted to prove to them that I was deserving of them loving me and wanting to be in a relationship with me and I do think it's an ego thing of having to prove like I am pretty enough I am funny enough I am deserving enough of you wanting me when I have to work harder to prove my value and I finally get what I want it's more rewarding and I know it's messed up to say that but I do think that's where the whole you want what you can't have stems from more times than not, you don't actually want what you can't have. You only want it because it feels like a personal attack on you. And it seems like you're not deserving of it. So you want to work harder to prove like, no, I can have that. Like I am deserving of that. Even though you don't really want it. It's just like, I just want to prove to you that if I did want it, I could have it. One thing that's helped me recenter myself and kind of bring myself back down to reality in the past when I was chasing someone who didn't want me was asking myself, 
would I want this person if they were giving me the same effort or were ready to settle down with me? Would I want them if they were blowing up my phone or, or would I have the ick? Because I probably would. Like, can I picture actually dating this person? Could I actually see myself being happy if they were giving me the same amount of love that I want to give to them? Or am I only fighting for this because they don't want it? Or even now with friendships, I'll have a friend who isn't being the best friend to me and I'm putting so much effort into the friendship and I kind of have to take a step back and ask, do I even want to be friends with someone who's treating me like this? Do I even want to be friends with someone who's acting like they don't like me? Or am I only trying to force a friendship because they don't want to be friends? Another thing that's helped me overcome being ghosted or being disrespected is asking myself, do I want to be with someone who's not obsessed with me? Like, why do I care about someone who clearly has bad taste and doesn't like the same things that I do? Why would I want to be with someone who doesn't see my value? Because I think I'm the shit. And if you don't think I'm the shit, we're two completely different people who don't belong together. Honestly, next time someone rejects you or ghosts you, literally gaslight yourself in the situation. They rejected me or they ghosted me because they're a fucking loser and I'm too hot for them and I'm too funny for them and I'm too good of a person for them. Like I am so amazing that it's too much for them and that's their problem. It's kind of like when someone unfollows you after you post a really hot selfie or you post something that's amazing that just happened to you, they unfollow you because they're insecure or your post made them feel bad about themselves. It's not a you problem. You're doing amazing. It's a them problem. They're removing themselves because you're doing too good. So remind yourself that the next time you do get rejected or the next time you do get ghosted, that they're doing it because you're too good for them. Okay, this is going to be the last question that I do just because I have a really busy day today. Um, I'm going to an Andrea Bocelli concert with my parents tonight, so I have to get ready soon. I'm literally bathing in soap tanner right now. Like if you see the video clips that I'll post later on my socials, you might be like, why does she look like an Oompa Loompa? That's why. Okay, <laughs> last question. My question is, how to be constant in our journey of self-love? I feel like I always get this urge to start living my best life and get my shit together, but I'm never constant in it. Do you have any advice on how to not lose my motivation on being my best, the best version of myself? I'm actually really happy someone asked me about this because I briefly talked about this in a TikTok I just posted. I, okay, I've, I've been struggling a lot lately and I think sometimes I'm not as open about what I'm currently struggling with like it's easier for me to talk about past struggles and not current struggles because I'm afraid that if I open up about the fact that I'm not doing the best right now some of you might be like well if you can give advice to us how can you just go and not follow it or how could you say one thing but be struggling with the same thing like I'm just afraid that if I open up about my current struggles some of you might be like well how can you talk about self-love and being on this journey to self-love when clearly you haven't mastered it yet when in reality, you can be working on yourself in this journey to self-love and still have days where you fall back and feel depressed or struggle really hard. And it's not a constant journey where you feel one way and that one way is the only way to be. Just because you're working on yourself and aiming to be better, it doesn't mean that you're always going to feel amazing and be at the top. 
there's going to be days where you don't feel your best and you do feel really low and it's just part of the process. I think a lot of people have this misconception that self-love or the journey to self-love has to look one specific way and that if you don't feel good, that means you're not doing good enough. And if you're not being productive, that means you're being lazy. And if you're not giving 100% to yourself, that means you don't love yourself. But the truth is, loving yourself means loving yourself through every step of the way. You don't get to just love yourself when things are great. You don't get to appreciate yourself or acknowledge your success only when you're doing good. The second that you have an off day or you get triggered by something doesn't mean that you get to look at yourself and say you suck you were doing good but you had to fall back and you fuck everything up and you're a failure like (sighs) truly loving yourself is allowing yourself to have moments where you don't feel your best and you feel all your emotions even the shitty ones and you allow yourself to rest when you need it i truly believe to become the best version of yourself you need to take breaks in between working on yourself and resting because if you're always working on yourself, there's no time for other things like the people in your life or doing other projects and it becomes very selfish and self-absorbed and that's the opposite of being the best version of yourself. There's so much more to being the best version of yourself than just yourself. It's the way you take care of the people in your life and the way you treat other people and the way you spend your day and so many other things. If you're constantly reading self-help books and journaling your notebook and going to the gym and meal prepping and you don't have time for texting your friends and asking how they are or visiting your parents or engaging with your community online or other things that should matter to you, you might be taking care of part of you, but you're not taking care of everything that makes you you. I think taking breaks and just giving yourself time to experiment and have fun and even just lay in bed is part of the self-love journey you're never going to have the motivation to do the things that you feel like you have to do like grocery shop or read that self-improvement book or these things that you think make you the best version of you because you're not allowing yourself to rest or to have fun or do things like play video games or go out with your friends or take a nap. Those things might not seem as important when it comes to your growth, but they are. I don't think it's realistic to be working on yourself 100% of the time. I think in order to become the best version of you, there needs to be a balance between working and rest and just living your life. Like you can watch TED Talks and read your self-improvement books and try to learn how to become the best version of yourself. But if you're not taking the time to apply what you've learned, what is the point in learning any of that? Like you can listen to podcast after podcast trying to learn how to be the best friend and how to treat your friends but if you're spending all your time listening to podcasts and not going and checking in on your friends or hanging out with your friends you're never going to be the friend that you're learning about there's a time and a place like you can set aside time to learn how to be a better person but you also have to set aside time to just be a person to learn and to grow it's all a process Part of the process is just living and doing what you feel called to do and then coming back and being like, I need to journal about this or I need to go to therapy or I need to express what I'm feeling right now or I have to act on how I'm feeling right now. There's no specific way to do things. I can't sit here and tell you how to be the best version of you. I think it's just taking what you've learned and what you consider a good person or or a better version of you and then applying that to your life as you go. 
I don't think that just because you lose a little motivation, that means the journey that you've been on just goes out the window and that you have to start all over. I think you could be working on yourself and then have an off day and rest a little bit and then tomorrow try again. I think it's important to have that mindset and remind yourself that you don't always have to be at 100% because if you expect yourself to be like that, that's when you're going to lose motivation. I hope that makes sense. I feel like it makes sense in my head and I'm trying to explain it. And then I'm like, does this even sound remotely like what I'm trying to say? If I didn't answer your question the way that you needed to be answered or you need more clarity, uh, DM me or respond to the Q&A on Spotify and I'll try to do my best responding. But that is it for today's advice session. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that it helped you in some way. I hope that it made you think or laugh or I don't know. I just hope you enjoyed it and I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me. If you did enjoy today's episode, if you like me, if you like listening to Try Not To Care, if you like Dear Media, make sure to rate Try Not To Care a five-star review. It helps me out so much and I appreciate it so much. That is everything for today's episode. Uh, Check out my socials in the show notes. I love you, besties. Thank you for listening. I love you and I'll talk to you next Monday. Bye, besties. Bye.